Thank you so much for finding us and getting involved. It is Thursday, June 10th. I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis, and it's still hot and humid out there. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love D.C. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. I hear you for real on that one, Kelly. I was walking the dog this morning, and I live downtown, and the sun at, like, 7 a.m. was hitting one of the glass buildings and, like, shining back on us. And I was like, this is what ants must feel like when the microscope <laughs> thing happens. The magnifying glass. This is We almost burst into flames. It was terrible. <laughs> well, we are supposed to get a bunch of rain here in the D.C. area later today, so I hope you enjoyed the sunshine this morning. Fingers crossed. Let's make it happen. Um, we missed the story a couple days ago, Tommy, and I just, I've just i been kind of um, doing a little research on it. So it's, it's funny. D.C. is so interesting what we claim to be our own. So James Madison University, which is actually about two hours um, yeah, right. if there's no traffic, um, is from here, uh, had an incredible feat. Their women's softball team made it into the world, their, their like college world series for the first time ever. JMU had been there. Nice. Um, and it was pretty awesome. Um, they ended up losing to like the number one seed, Oklahoma, but, um, they were the first school not from a power five conferences, some of these big schools that go, you know, every year to, to the world series, um, since 2014. And their team was greeted with such fandom when they arrived back after their loss. People were had posters and, and, you know, ESPN covered them, New York Times. I mean, cause they just were sort of this underdog team that just had incredible grit. Um, and the Washington Post, of course, did a story, but I just think it's funny. We, we, you know, we always think of like our local schools as Maryland and America and GW, but you know, JMU has a lot of alumni that live in the DC area. Totally. Um, so it was just cool to see a cheer on these girls, um, in their, in their World Series, um, adventure. That is awesome. Way to go, ladies. Nice work. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. And softball is such an interesting sport too, because, um, Wild men's baseball does have a lot to do with pitching. The pitching in softball is like everything. And my daughter, both of my daughters, uh, my stepdaughter and my, 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 my biological daughter both played and it, it is such a pitching game. It's kind of cool to see, you know, the pitcher has become this, you know, kind of woman superstar inspirational, uh, for a lot of young athletes. I think it's actually more difficult to pitch softball than it is baseball. Like the windmill underhand. I, yeah. I grew up, I grew up, um, with some women who were softball pitchers and like did the like elite clubs and traveled and all that stuff. And I remember playing little league and like watching them pitch. It, that is like, it's really, really difficult to be really good at that. Yeah. So way to go, ladies. Um, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll claim you as our own. We yeah. love champions. Districts of champions, <laughs> even if you're two hours down 66. <laughs> On the map, it's only that far. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of uh, in the District of Champions, um, coronavirus restrictions are such a thing of 2020. We're pushing them aside. They're um, finally all gone soon. Yeah. So tonight, um, 
the Nats will be at full capacity for the first time in a long, long time. They play the Giants. And then tomorrow is when like all the restrictions are lifted. The nightclubs, the concert venues, all the things that we want to go to um, are lifted. This weekend's going to be a little bananas. Uh, (laughs) uh, But what's also cool is yesterday they announced that the contract tracing, which I had my questions about. um, So if you've gone out to eat or gone to any type of uh, venue over the last, I don't know, year or so, you've had to give your name and your phone number, and then they're supposed to call you if you've been exposed to COVID. That is going away uh, starting tomorrow, ah. which is was a huge burden for a lot of these restaurants because they had to sort of put, a lot of these restaurants didn't have those systems in place. Right. And so they had to, you know, in these hard times, invest in those types of systems to do that. But that's all gone. So if they ask you for your phone number, you no longer have to give it. I don't unless know. They're, you, unless they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> Depends, right? Yeah, but it's so going to awesome. be nuts this weekend. Also, like, I've, I've seen a bunch of, like, people, Echo Stage apparently has a full, like, bajillion person concert with Zed this weekend. It's Nats Park, Bullpen, all of the places and all the things. It's going to be. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting weekend around DC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coronavirus is not going to be the concern. It's going to be, like, I don't know, just people being a little nutty. Yes. Hopefully they're being responsible. But <laughs> And stock up on Pedialyte early, kids. <laughs> Pedialyte and, yeah. And <laughs> what, Kelly? Things. Penicillin, is that what you were going to say? Oh, no, no, but yeah, I was going down that track. <laughs> Perfect, that's what I figured. <laughs> hey, the White House press plane was grounded because cicadas are mischievous. Um, this was a kind of a wild report that came out yesterday that the press plane that flies with the president that was going over to Europe for the G7 and the NATO stuff and all the things um, got a little bit of a delay because of those lovely critters that we are in the midst of right now. Yeah, they had to swap out the plane. That's how many. The, the plane was completely infested with cicadas making love, making baby cicadas. I don't know why they chose a Delta jumbo jet to do Wanna that. Want to be in the Mile High Club. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I mean, can you imagine the media, of course, you know, they were tweeting and doing their thing. What do you do with a plane full of media that like was had a six hour delay? They were on their phones. (laughs) (laughs) Were they, I only saw the headlines in this. Were they like in the engine? Is that why they stopped? Or were they like in the cabin too? No, no, they were all in the engine and it it wasn't like working right. And then when they went to go out to look at it, there were like all these cicadas in it. How do you even clean that out? I mean, I guess you turn it on and whip them out because the air would shoot them through. But I don't know. That's why they had to change the plane. That's crazy. I would yeah. love. I'm, I'm sure of all the media on that plane, someone's going to track what happened to that plane because for sure. I mean, they probably could file a story of six hours waiting for a new plane. How do you like clean cicadas out of a jet engine? I know. And then you saw, of course, yesterday was like the the video on social media. Yeah. Biden, if it landing right on Biden's neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you also yesterday post on social media a photo of cicadas in the midst of the action? Yeah, I found two that were um, connected. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it looked and I hadn't seen them connected. And I assume that's um, they were making little baby cicadas. There you go. they were sort of like um butt to butt with each other i i think that's what they they do i haven't seen any i know tommy where you are there's none but i haven't out of all the cicadas i've seen that's the first time i saw them connected it didn't look very romantic but (laughs) (laughs) someone else posted a photo of a similar um couple of cicadas and they were like it's it's a cicada anagram (laughs) (laughs) 
Because it was like eyes, butt, eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same as backwards as it is forwards. Okay, so that's how they do it. <laughs> I guess, apparently. I, I don't know. Although, um, I saw also yesterday that Fairfax County um, Parks had like a, has like a cicada class that you can like go out and like they take you in the woods and you can learn all the cicada things. They're so smart. It is really cool. I'm I mean, not going to go do that, but way to go if you want to learn about cicadas. It, there are people that like either hate this thing or love it. And I don't, mm. I'm really into it this year. I love the sound in my neighborhood. There's so many. It's so soothing to kind of like wake up to and then hear at night. I just, I love it. Yeah. You um are all about it because I, I love it. Um, and also like up where you live versus where I live, the, the amount of cicada sound is so different. Yeah, for sure. In those two spots. Yeah. So, and I mean, we have them in our house all the time. You open up a door, they fly in. So like, you know, I opened up my hood of my car because I had this like weird smell. There are literally hundreds of them decaying in there. So yeah, I know. I got to get the blower out. It's on the list of things to do. Because they like <laughs> climbed up under the car? Well, I, we, I think either that or they fell, fell from the tree and into the, because of my car was parked under a tree outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's really how it fell they had they they made love and then you know they die so um but yeah i've got hundreds of them in there wow so i have a question though how does the baby cicada get into the ground for 17 years from now um so they they slowly drop from the tree and then they like burrow they they're very they're like it's like a larvae and then they burrow they start burrowing down into the ground wait so they have the little baby cicada the parent cicadas die Yes. And then the and little larvae like drops from the tree. Little, from the tree. Well, I mean it's like microscopic. Okay. It's very very small. And huh. then they 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 do their thing. I mean if it I mean again, they had the hurdles to to cover. First off, like you got to make sure you're not over like cement. Uh you don't get eaten by a bird right. <laughs> or a dog. <laughs> wow. So. so then the little larvae burrows in. Yeah, how far down? Like a foot, right? Do they go down pretty far? Yeah, I don't know the process of how long it takes them to get down to where they need to be to be, kind of do their thing for the next seventeen years. Yeah, but I mean, I know when they came up, it was at least a foot. Wow, so it might take them that it might take them half as long to get down there, and then they like hang out for a little bit, and so then they like grow in underground, mm-hmm. spin around, and come back up in seventeen years. Yep, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, twenty thirty eight. Oh my gosh, I can't think about that. <laughs> I know, it's crazy to think about. Let's go back in time, shall we? To when Julia Child roamed D.C. Uh, so Julia Child, the French chef, she bought, she had a house in Georgetown that was from the 1800s, and now there's been this like constant storyline of what's going to happen to this place. What's the latest, Cal? Uh, so this guy renovated it. It was not in great shape. And if you know Georgetown or if you ever want to get a little sightseeing, it's, it's on Olive Street. And it is, um, this guy has bought it and renovated it. And the renovation, the Washingtonian had a story with the renovation complete. It's gorgeous, by the way. And it looks like he's either going to sell it or rent it sometime this summer. And he, in his, um, renovation of it, the, I guess there's no photos of her in the kitchen of that home because she was in the home for, a couple of decades from 1948 to 1961. Mm-hmm. Um, but he found this one part of the kitchen where it had green paint. And I guess she had green paint in another home. And so he thinks that that's the paint that she selected for the kitchen. So he's done a little punch out um, of the wall and is putting up a window over it, like a little like display window. So you can look at like, I mean, it's a kind of a rustic 
old looking wall. Yeah. But it, it's like a sort of a, a, just a nod to Julia Child uh, living there. That's really cool. Yeah. So they think that that's what it's from. And this has been going on for like years. So about a year ago, we talked to Kathy Alter, who's a reporter and wrote a story about this guy in the house and all the things. And she kind of walked us through this really decrepit looking house in Georgetown. My first thought was, well, if this is a really well-known person and her first house, why had this house been allowed to kind of like fall into disrepair? Like it should be preserved and treasured. And I couldn't figure out how that could happen to somebody as famous as Julia Child and as beloved. So I started looking into it, like I dug around. I went to the Georgetown Library and the Peabody Room where they have all these archives and I kind of poured through them and... So smarter reporter than ours figures out that she had this for a while. And then she actually met the guy who ended up doing the renovations, got to go in and they like dug out an extra level that at one point it was probably like a trash heap in like the 1800s. And they found like old medicine bottles and then she owned it. And then Kathy figured out when her and her husband owned it because they were also both in you know the foreign service. I know that they they met overseas, Paul and Julia, because they were both working for the Office of Strategic Services. And they came back here, married, and were not living in the house for very long before they took off to France, which is where, you know, Julia became Julia. So the house that they bought, they weren't in very long, so they rented it out until they came back in the 50s. And when they returned in the 50s, that's when she sort of did some renovations. They made an office that Paul could sit in. They, she got a garbage disposal. She bought the famous Garland stove, which is now in the Smithsonian. So it wasn't until they returned um, in 1956 that they, that she really started living there. And now you can see her green wall. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, though, just on a separate note, the house is gorgeous in the renovation, like all the modern, sleek, beautiful windows, bathroom, modern kitchen. I mean, just it's it's kind of a baller house. Did you know like what they're going to list it for? Because a, a postage stamp house in D.C. now goes for a million dollars. Well, so he, the only thing I know is that he bought it for just under a million several years ago. I mean, it's a, it is a small house, but mm-hmm. it is Georgetown. Um, so you can expect it to go for a lot more than that. Wow. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> uh, this weekend is also Pride Celebrations. I mean, really all of June and potentially the rest of this year is going to be Pride Celebrations, but technically it's this weekend. And the Pride Unicorn Boat is hitting the water again this year. I don't know if you remember this um, last year, Kelly. In the midst of the pandemic, it was June 2020. People were like, everything's awful, blah. And this 35-foot boat, set sail on the Potomac with a dozen people in blow up unicorn suits. (laughs) I love it. I don't know if you saw this or not the first time around, um, but it was from the folks at the wharf, the people who live on the wharf and the people who have boats on the wharf are just some of the most fun people. The hashtag DC unicorn boat set sail. And we spoke to Bob Rose about it last year. Everybody's been cooped up, and we said, you know, let's just do something that's just going to create a fun time. One of my neighbors actually had this inflatable unicorn. I mean, oh, my God, that's adorable. Wait a minute. I think we could do something with that. I told them, I've got something I've got planned. If you want to be involved, you got to buy a unicorn, and that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, they all did it on faith. 
they didn't know that they were going to do synchronized dancing. We were going to take the boat out. Yeah, I and then they did. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was worried that the unicorn was going out of style. Because I mean, it just you know, but it's it's still got it, and it's going to look amazing going down the Potomac. And what a way to kind of celebrate. Still has its moments. So they're going to head out from the wharf on that 35-foot boat uh, around 2.45 on Saturday. It's going to be in Georgetown. Then it's going to go to Alexandria and then the Navy Yard and then back to the wharf around 5 p.m. And this year they can probably like walk up and down the wharf and like do all the things because the restrictions have been lifted. So a lot of the same people who do the like boat parade of lights during the Christmas season, same people who are doing the unicorn <laughs> situation. A lot of fun people who have boats on the wharf. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them like that, they live down there. Yeah. Like, they live on their boat. Um, so it is, it is a lifestyle for sure. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So check that out on Saturday all around anywhere that there's water or in the middle of DC, you'll be able to see that. Speaking of D.C., uh, the folks at the Restaurant Association Metro Washington, along with the mayor's office, um, they've got a really cool promotion going on. We're excited to be a partner with them on this um, D.C. Shop, Eat, Play, Stay giveaway. And we were talking about this yesterday where they're giving away um, five grand prizes of $25,000 to use to have your next life moment in the district, whether it's like a wedding or a graduation or some kind of a celebration. There's also 46 other prizes that go from $10,000 to $500 because there's 51 prizes in total. Cute. Get it? Get it? You can go to realfundc.com right on the top and click the button to enter um, to win these prizes. They do prizes every Monday. But Cal, I was thinking about this yesterday. If you had $25,000 for your next thing, your next DC moment. What what would you do and where would you do it? What do you think? <laughs> I would run out like something like the bullpen or that roof deck, that baller roof deck hotel right by Nats Park. Oh yeah. And have a big old party for the children because the poor children have been cooped up and you know, the children and all of their friends. You'd bring the children out. The children and the parents. Like have like a big like celebration. I got a rising senior in high school. Like, uh, yeah, I would I would do like a yes, back to school. You know, maybe you can even do it like how you do the best buddies prom. Like one room is the kids and the other room is the adults. And you're just like in a, in a really cool location, like during a Nats game. Love mm -hmm. it. That is really fun. I like that. What I about like you, Tommy? So I would gather. I, I wasn't sure if I would rent a limo for this um, <laughs> or if I would just like ha figure out a walking tour. But I would gather like a group of like 10 people or 12 people. And I would go around across the city and just eat and drink the most ridiculous things that DC chefs and bars have to offer. Like, like, a, like a pub crawl. Totally. But like, just, just like the most, bougie. yeah, the most ridiculous <laughs> stuff. I would go to like feel Amare um, at the war at the Georgetown. And I would go to like Wolfgang Puck's cut and then two grand at each place and be like, here we go. We're doing this. <laughs> just tip your server. Tip my server, and then I would get everyone a Lyft or an Uber home, and it would be awesome. Just this one night of just like a, a swarm of like people just walking from beautiful place to beautiful place, eating and drinking ridiculous things. I like that idea. That way you spread the love around, too. You get to support a lot of different places. That is true. I mean, it, I yes. I, I now I just think about pub crawls because I'm like we need to, pub crawls need to make a comeback. I think we're, okay. like, they were not a thing for a while. Like they were a thing in DC and then they kind of went away. I think mm -hmm. we, just because we can. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally into that. Should we plan one, Kelly? <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> Come on, people. Now let's, we're talking. All right. I love it. Let's roam the streets of DC and drink at every spot. <laughs> so if you want to get a chance to win um, on that uh, awesome giveaway from Restaurant Association Metro Washington, you can you know put your $25,000 event dreams to real life. Go to realfundc.com. Click that button. It ends um, on the end of June. So get it going. Make it happen. And uh, if you win twenty five grand, we want to be invited to whatever you're planning. That would be really fun, <laughs> for sure. I think, it, I think it's only fair that Kelly and I get to come. We're 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 a, we're a lot of fun. We um we're vaccinated. Yes, we're vaccinated. We've once been called the fun table at a wedding, so <laughs> therefore the Washington Post called us that. I feel like that should be a credential of ours, and uh, we can you know. Well, we might have to double source that, Tommy. That's true. (laughs) We'll find someone else who will also call us the fun table at a wedding. But you know what? You can prove it for yourself. You can go back and listen to our past episodes because I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to spend all day with us on our past episodes right on the Tommy and Kelly podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. Please give us five stars. Please do a review. All of the things that the computer overlord algorithms make you do to make us more popular on the internet. Yes, we will appreciate that. We'll see you next time.